Welcome to Cultivating Authentic Universal Energy, exploring energy through mediumship, psychic abilities, Reiki, crystals, and more. This podcast is created based on the concept that everything is energy, everything and everyone are connected. Your hosts are Lisa Milleraces and Michelle Belcastro. Lisa has written about her psychic medium awakening and is comfortable with many facets of energy. Lisa believes energy work is very exciting and should be embraced in a safe way. Michelle grew up as a sensitive, intuitive, and now creates a safe space for community to gather and develop their spiritual talents. Their two unique perspectives are joined to assist listeners of all levels to broaden their understanding. This will be a series of podcasts that will enhance and fine-tune our energetic connections. Hello, this is Lisa Miliaracis. And I'm Michelle Belcastro. Today we're going to talk about spirit guides and our higher self. So Lisa, what's the difference between a spirit guide and our higher self? Well, our spirit guide is like a guidance counselor. It's someone a spirit that is connected with us from the time that we are born till the time we transition. And this spirit guide is there to assist us along our journey. All you need to do is ask them for some assistance through your thoughts. But people seem to forget very much that they have these spirit guides. Okay, so you just talked about one spirit guide that was a part of our guidance system from the time that we come into this earth in the time that we leave this earth as a physical being. But then you just used an S, a plural. Oh, yes, because there's, as you go on your journey, on your lifetime, there's different things that you launch questions for. Maybe you want to do an art project, or maybe you want to learn something a little bit more expansive into science, or massage school, you want to learn a little bit more. So every time you launch an effort, maybe an, an, another guide will join your spirit guide. Could be a loved one on the other side, a relative. So our spirit guide group can be as big or as not big as we need. There's that one right. that will stay with us the entire time on our journey. And, that- and don't forget our... Our lifetime, we think it's so precious and, you know, it's hard to put a sense of time on it. But those in spirit, there's no sense of time. To them, it could be 20 minutes. <laughs> it could be a day. It could be forever, depending on how much help you need. Or, or it could be <laughs> a labor intensive. But I, I've never heard of anyone complaining, you know. So is this one spirit guide the same as your guardian angel? that we hear about? Well, the again, we're talking about I know a label of something that you're going to call a vibration in a being. Now, let's just stay with your spirit guide, your one main spirit guide. A lot of people have come to me and they say, what's the name of my spirit guide? It's not necessary to have a name of your spirit guide, but more of a comfort level and a vibration of a spirit guide. Now, I can say that from the time I was younger, I had one spirit guide that gave me their name. And then as I grew uh, into my practice a little bit more, became Reiki attuned, I got a group of spirit guides that gave a name. But there's not necessary to have a name, but a trusted vibration and a comfort. 
A guardian angel, I think, may come and go. It could be a relative, things like that. Okay, so different entity than your lifelong spirit guide. I believe so. Okay. I believe so. And the higher self talks about that which is you, which is always spirit, that connects to source and rejuvenates as we sleep. Lisa, if I'm understanding what you're saying, it sounds like that higher self aspect is very similar to what we recognize when we're using the terminology in yoga as namaste. Namaste is recognizing and honoring that part in you and me that's connected to that source of love. I would agree with that 100%. Um, I think we reference that part of ourselves in many different aspects, whether it be in a religious aspect or Ho'oponopono, where you talk about that divinity which is within you that is always connected not only to yourself and others but to the to source. To source. Or whatever other terminology. Whatever, right. Yeah. Or whatever okay. you believe in. All right. So it's fair to say that higher self could be soul, it could be spirit, it could be any number of terms that yeah. works for us as individuals. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. So now that we've distinguished between spirit guides and our higher selves, how do we make this connection to... We'll start with spirit guides. With a spirit guide, they're always there to listen for you, but people forget to engage. They forget to talk to them. And you could do this through your thoughts and launching uh, a desire through a prayer. Um, some people will want to do something a little bit more. Well, they'll write a little letter to their spirit guide and stick it under their pillow when they go to bed at night. And, you know, it just it depends on what works for you, what makes you feel better at the time that you're doing it. If I were to write a letter at night and put it under my pillow, I'm assuming that the theory behind that is my mind is quiet at, at that point, right? I'm going to sleep, and as long as I'm really asleep and not sitting there worrying about whatever, right. that is when I'm in a very receptive mode. You're in a receptive mode, yes. So the, many times it'll come to you in a dream. Um, I, of course, I always ask people to meditate, and if that's not in their wheelhouse, you know, then there's an other modality, just quieting your mind 10 minutes, you know, here and there, maybe when you're walking the dog, maybe when you're outside. Sure, yeah. Gardening. I, I like, um, I love to work with my cricket machine, mm -hmm. and when I'm making crafts, that's a great time for me to have a receptive mind. Right, so everybody has a little bit of different way for them that works for them. And they can make that connection with their spirit guide and just be open to receiving the inspirations and the nudges that come and follow them if it works for you. What is the difference then in the terminology of prayer versus meditation? Well, in prayer, it's a focused thought that you're putting out there. In meditation, you're in receiving mode and you're quieting your mind. So that's another method to communicate with either spirit guides or higher self or source or whoever. Sure, sure. It goes back to our topic of cultivating authentic universal energy. That's the, um, the groundwork for it is that quiet mind and that reception mode. All right. So if you were brought up with, you know, kneeling at the side of your bed every night, launching prayers, mm -hmm. right? 
Um, you could add some other specificity into those to, to really work with your spirit guides. Absolutely. Or you could just be driving in your car and just mention in your head, as the song comes on and inspires you, I would really like to engage with my spirit guide. Kind of like we were coming up with the outline of our podcast today, and you suggested that I could ask for any kind of understanding. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting ready to enter massage school um, towards the end of December, and I literally wrote down, I need help with human anatomy and physiology. So there is a great deal of value in writing things down and launching them out to the universe. And I believe if you keep your mind open, you're going to find a great tool that's going to come to you. I'm going to give the example of what just happened to me this past week. And it's a little bit off topic. But um, I launched into my, my journal that I was writing. I was looking at different things that I can do to bring my business up to speed. I just stopped working in my corporate environment. And I'm taking the extreme communication and the channeling to the next level. So one of the things that I wrote down was to make a video about the elephant in the room and talk about death. So I just get a phone call last week from a lovely lady named Laura, and she wants to know if I would go to a death cafe. And I didn't know what it was, but I was intrigued, and I you know, looked it up, and it's where people talk about death, because to them, this is like the elephant in the room, and nobody talks about it, and she's a hospice nurse, and says there's a great need for this. And I said, wow, I'm on board with that, so where is it, and when is it? And it, it was at a time when I could go, but the funny thing is that in front of the building, there's a big pink elephant. So you write things down. You don't know how they're going to manifest into your life, but here it is. I'm talking about the elephant in the room with a pink elephant about death. <laughs> that is so amazing. You can't make that up. <laughs> so I, there's no doubt in my mind that by writing that down, you're going to... I'll get the resources you're I get need. get the resources you need. I just have to be open to how I might receive them. Exactly. Luckily, it's not a big pink elephant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, we just had one of our first workshops for care. Yes. And it, it, was, it was great. One of the things that we found important to talk about was when we connect, being able to differentiate between uh, what I'll call our inner critic or our ego and making that connection and using our intuition. I know that there's a distinct difference in how they feel. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, anytime that there's been inner critic or ego, it always has had a negative vibration or spin on it. When you have your higher, you have the spirit guidance that comes to you or any type of communication from your angels or your higher self, it's from a vibration of love. Now, it may be giving you a word or something that maybe has um, an understanding that you didn't want to hear, but the vibration of it is always coming from love. Whereas when you have any kind of negativity or egoic thought, it's coming from the other end of the emotional scale. Okay. Ideally then, 
when you're making a connection, it's just going to have a different sense to it. You know the difference. You, 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 you will know the, difference. know the difference. But if it is an egoic thought, acknowledge it, let it go, and breathe through it so it can diffuse it and don't let it pick up momentum because it's easy to get confused. I have another question for you. We have talked about our like guidance system and there's no secret that Eric, my horse that passed a few years back, um, remains by me a lot. It's part of your spirit guidance. Is that a typical thing that happens? And I mean, he came in this life as a horse, as an animal, but I also know that many of our ancestors end up joining that guidance system. I don't think there's any boundaries as to the assistance we can get in our guidance systems. So if it's a relative, that's great. If it's our pets and horses that maybe influenced us greatly, and remain part of our guidance, that's great. Sometimes they're wolves, sometimes there's dogs. They come in and out. They're there for us for what we need in this lifetime and in the next. I know from having conversations with some of my, um, some of my Reiki students, and these people have become my friends, so we can sit around and have some super interesting conversations about animal guides. I'm assuming that we can interchangeably use spirit guides with animal guides. It just happens that they come to us in an animal form. Right. And I think there's also different um, belief systems, whether they be shamanic, that they would come in a different form. A lot of the shamanic uh, understandings that I've heard of are in the form of animals. And and I don't want to step on any indigenous people's toes because I know that terminology like power animal and power or totems and stuff like that are, are you know specific to some of the indigenous people um, but when I've had a discussion with this one particular friend of mine she can pretty much like quiet her mind and reach out and say oh you have and so not big surprise, I have a horse as a part of my, my spirit <laughs> tribe, um, a lynx, and a snake. So I guess what I'm getting from that is anybody, anybody can have a group of animals be a part of their guidance system. I don't see why not. I don't see why not. There's no, there's no rules that I'm aware of through my communications. And I don't know everything. I can only speak through my experiences and the knowledge that I've acquired this far in this lifetime. Sure. And, and that's why we're having conversations because right. your experiences and my experiences have been a completely different road. Right. You know, kind of going towards the same place, but I, I don't know. I've got lots of questions, so why not ask them? Absolutely. And I have had other clients that have come to me, and during the channeling, it would come through that they had a spirit guide, or that would come through that their guidance may have been coming from a, a past pet as well. They're very supportive. They're supportive when we're here. They're also supportive when we're not when they're not here with us in the physical form. They remain supportive. 
Many of them. I can't say all of them, but many of them. Well, everybody, every entity has their own journey, right? Mm -hmm. It may not be a part of their journey to come back and guide us. They have other things to go on and do as a soul. Right. But it's special nonetheless, and it's just to be appreciated and acknowledged. And don't put limits on yourself saying, oh, I have to have a name to have a spirit guide. That's not true. You just have to reach out through your thoughts and quiet your mind and listen to be aware. Or look at the, you know, connect the dots, if you will. You know, maybe you ask a question and then it comes. Somebody mentions uh, something that could be an answer and you just put it back in your head and you, you, you save it. And then uh, you see something on TV that reminds you of the same thing. So you get these little crumbs that you're going to go, oh, I'm going to pick up that book because it was mentioned here and it was mentioned here. And then when you pick it up, it has exactly what you need in it. That sounds like signs and synchronicities. Absolutely. But they're all, they're all, they're all part of the same soup. All right. So we've talked about the difference between our spirit guides and our higher selves, ways to connect to them, how to determine whether you've really got an honest-to-goodness connection or whether it's your inner critic that's involving itself. You've talked about um, experiences when you were younger with connecting to your spirit guide and actually getting a name, and the possibility that loved ones, whether they were human or animal, can work as a part of our guidance system. So I just, because I'm me, I have to ask the question, so what? So what? What does this do for us? It opens up a wealth of information that you can tap into if you're open to it. So it's like that master class that we all saw advertised during covid You have a master class of teachers that are willing to help you just to launch the question, quiet your mind and receive, or notice the signs of the crumbs that are there that are put in front of you. There is a really lovely little book that's written by Neil Donald Walsh, and it's called The Little Soul in the Earth, and it talks about how the spirit guide watches over you and how you, you know, you meet up with them before you're born, and then you kind of forget that they exist and that you're going to need to ask them for help, but how they're always there for you. But it's a lovely little book that explains it in such a simple, nice way. So again, it's called The Little Soul in the Earth by Neil Donald Walsh, and we'll put the um, to the bottom of our podcast, we'll link it there. So that you can you can get it. It just it's a, just a, a better explanation than I can give you, in a very simple way. How they make that contract with you to help you along your journey of your life, and they're there for you. You just have to remember to ask, and be open to receiving. That's it. Thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you about your experiences. Leave us a comment below. You can find more information about Lisa and her offerings on her website, the2communicate.net. Michelle's shop is the Violet Butterfly Metaphysical Healing Center in Palm Harbor, Florida. You can find more information at thevioletbutterflymhc.com, including the online store.